Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bionexus Health Autism Uprooted. Today we have the uh, immense blessing of having with us Alexandra, a, uh, um, uh, an autism mom from Romania. Alexandra is a highly respected member um, of her society. She does a lot of good work with hundreds of mothers, uh, hundreds of autism mothers, and you know, in in helping them and guiding them through this uh, difficult journey that all of us moms with uh, children on the autism spectrum we know what it's like. Um, Alexandra has uh, very kindly agreed to speak to us today about the uh, excellent recovery of her own child using uh, all natural plant-based herbal medicine protocols um, with Bionexel Health Clinic. So uh, let us welcome uh, Alexandra to uh, today's podcast. Welcome to the Bionexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodie A. Darshaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician and author. And now here's your host of Bionexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw. So Alexandra, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's very cold out here now, but you know, doing well. It's very cold in UK, although it's sunny, it's still very, very cold in UK as well. Shall we get started? So tell me, um, yeah. yeah, how did you find Bionexus Health and uh, what what made you decide? Because you do a lot of research, you are um, very knowledgeable about, you know, all, all the various treatments available for, um, for autism. So... Go Thank ahead. you very much. Coming from you means a lot to me. Um, basically, we've started all these biomedical interventions with Philip when he was about one year. And since then, my life has become basically a research, a research on everything that has to do with autism, metabolic disease, everything that is linking to the problems that Philip has, has become basically my target in my research. So um, I was, um, we've got several websites in here importing uh, products from the US and I managed to go on um, one of the websites and it was presenting a podcast with you, presenting the Bionexus, um treatments and I did listen to it and then I went and looked for the products and it was talking about um, NSP Formula One a lot. Right, right. Okay. And um, in the description of the website it was very well presented the formula and the patents that it's got and together with that it was a product sheet of all the Bionexus treatments with every single product described and everything that they were doing and I was thinking that's very interesting and then I started to look more into what Bionexus does and into you basically and I came across the book I was looking for it online and there I couldn't find any copy like to start and reading it straight away on Amazon or something like that so I had to order the actual um, hard copy of it and um, the minute it has arrived, it's literally changed a lot of my perspective. I started reading, I've started learning, um, and I was always linking back to your story and what was happening. My story with Philip wasn't that bad from the beginning. I mean, I've noticed the changes in him, but it wasn't anything bad. We have worked with several doctors and all the treatments were working, but then his viruses, I don't know, became more and more stronger and his body's body became more and more weak. And I was keeping you like on the side, like whenever I'm going to get there, if I'm going to get there, hopefully not, maybe I'll reach to you, but it wasn't the case. One of my good friends, um, 
was literally at the end like I don't know what to try anymore because nothing seems to work anymore with me and I said look is this doctor you've been to everybody is literally doesn't take it's taking just for you to contact her and see what's the opinion and then um Andrea comes up to you and she's got the appointment oh and that's right that's right Andrea from yeah. um from Belgium Belgium yeah so she's started and Andrea has been to several doctors but the progress that she was having with you in such a short time it was amazing like she was in shock and I was so happy for her that she has finally found some answers to her problems basically but then in February um COVID basically um hit hard on us again it was the third time for my family so all of, oh okay sorry so all of you actually you know if you don't mind I'm going to recap a little bit I find this uh, yeah. um, you know very interesting so you in your research you you found the patented uh, herbal medicines from Bionexus then then you also found the book yes I uh, right so that's my first book Excellent. That that's amazing. That that uh, you know the book has been able to reach you where you are, and you know you've read it. It's been helpful. That's just you know absolutely fantastic. So now you referred a good friend of yours from Belgium to me, yes. right? Before yes, Andrea's story was a lot closer to what you were going through with Ryan. So yeah, I was. If, she, if somebody has a solution for her, it needs to be Dr. Dash or just ask for an opinion and see what's happening. So she gave it a go and then she had amazing, amazing progress. Yes. Yes. He's doing really well. Yes. Yeah. God bless. And then all of you got COVID. Yes. It was the third time when we got COVID this year in February. Oh, goodness. Okay. And since that moment, Philip has been in a severe regression, basically. Every single time when he's contacting a virus, depending on how strong the virus is, he's having a regret. He was having a regression. So he was losing all his skills, like from motor skills to speech, everything. We, we had to start all over again, every single time. And although he never tested positive, on the COVID test, all the family was having, he was showing the symptoms and then he was regressing. Oh. And in, in February, it's been very, very strong for all of us. Yeah, it was very difficult. Um, we didn't know exactly what happened up until I was trying to take him to nursery and he was like literally dropping every three meters he was dropping on his knees and asking him like what's going on with him why is he having such an abrupt change of behavior something must have changed i was starting to question myself to question the nursery what was going on did something change in the environment because he used to love to go to nursery what's going on and he was literally throwing tantrums like 10 minutes long on the street I couldn't take him inside, so everybody was looking. It was awful. The the minutes that it took for me from my house to go to the nursery is just a three minute walk. It was becoming like half an hour with intense crying and yelling and screaming and shouting. Oh goodness! You know, uh, was he in pain, Alexandra? We didn't know at that time what what okay. was going on because. He was talking, but he wasn't actually referring to what was going on as pain. Um, he's got in such a severe pain that at one point he started talking and the he was talking, but the only words that he was saying, it was mommy health, help. Oh her. my goodness. Okay. So these were the only words that he was saying. And to hear from a three years old, like the only words mommy hurts mommy help i think is the most painful thing that you can have because okay you've got kids with no language and you are just assuming what might happen but when 
they got like limited language and that language was just referring to pain i think it's even worse from my experience i'm just talking about my own experience yes it was very it was very painful for me to watch him being in pain and not being able to find out what's going on since that moment we we've been every week every two three days to AME we were going there several blood withdrawals all the testing possible they were acknowledging the symptoms and the pain nothing was showing up on the test so oh, they were oh I see okay they were literally like we want to help but we don't know how we don't know what's going on and since February it was like loads and loads of events happening his face was dropped to the left side and that was giving me a lot of concern so that's when we've been referred to a neurologist so wait so so he had a facial paralysis your little three-year-old on one side yes he was showing this from time to time but after that time like in it was showing in December and then we took him to A&E, they look at him and they said, we're going to refer it to a, a special clinic, to a special neurologist. And we said, okay. And then we were waiting for this referral. But in February after COVID, his face literally dropped and he was with his face dropped for like for forever. <laughs> it's been like that up until recently. Um, after this, we were keep waiting for appointments so we were going to A&E all the time we were coming back without anything because they didn't know what to give they didn't know what to do because they didn't know where where the pain is coming what's happening having the um, autism it, we don't have a diagnosis but being on the jade's pathway which is the journey to autism um linked to your profile it just make you think that the symptoms are not coming from a real pain. It's just coming from maybe, I don't know, an autistic, I don't know, sensory issue or... Yes. But yeah. nothing related to a pain or to a illness, basically. Right. So, uh, Alexandra, from what I, uh, from what I understand... Uh, you were referred to several uh, specialists, including neurologists, and um, and you know it was difficult to get to the root cause of what was going on, because yes, once you have a complex diagnosis like autism, it is it you know sometimes everything is just swept under that uh, that rug. You know, I I remember with Brian. I mean, I had a kid in a wheelchair. Like you, you had your your son's uh, one side of the face was paralyzed. For Brian, you know, it was the legs with with, with the paralysis issue. His his left leg was was paralyzed. His entire hips was in tremendous pain. He couldn't move. We went into that. We went into that often. Oh, you did right, and and you know exactly like yours. It, um, there was one specialist at a very famous university here, you know, that actually asked me, Dr. Deshore, do you think, you know, he's on the spectrum, you know, kids on the spectrum behavior. Do you think he's pretending? What the heck? You know, I mean, this is my only child. He has all my attention. He doesn't, you know, he's so innocent. He's so little. He doesn't even know how to be manipulative, how to pretend, oh my gosh, it was just so, you know. I don't know how old was Brian, but I assume he was a bit older than Philip when he went through this. Six. Six. So Philip was three and oh. some people were looking at like, is he pretending? And I was like, he's a three-year-old. I'm trying to teach him to speak and to literally like walk again. And how can you teach him to pretend that he's in pain or uh, what malicious mind can teach their child to say exactly in a hospital setting or exactly 
Oh my goodness. We had good people as well. So I'm not going to say everyone was like this. Uh, people that do have the knowledge, they will listen to your problems and they will understand that you're not going there just because it's better in the hospital than in the park with the kids. So knowledgeable people will really understand what's going on and that it is a problem. The only problem is we don't know where it's coming from. Um, we went to have an MRI scan for this facial drop and he reacted to the anesthesia. Oh, I see. Okay. After he reacted to the anesthesia, I was furious because nobody was listening to me. We had prior to this several genetic testing and pharmacogenetic testing, loads of it. And I knew what's going on with Philip. I knew that he is going to react if like a proper plan is not put in place for him and for his needs. I knew these things were happening. So I've got letters saying, mom is anxious. Mom doesn't want this. Mom doesn't do that. Mom doesn't want to do that. And they were all flagging upon me. I said, I know what's going on, not because I'm assuming. I've got tests showing what's going to happen. But they were like, the phrase was, he's not the only child having this, or he's not the only child that is going to have an MRI scan. But after the big reaction of the MRI, of the MRI anesthesia, we've literally raised a flag. So our neurologist was very, very busy, and we can understand that, especially after COVID, have looked into, into his history and said, wait, mom was always saying before what was going to happen. There's nobody listening. So he asked to see us like very, very soon. And we met with him and thanks God we found him because he really wanted to know the whole story, not just the part that brought us to him. So I started telling him whatever was happening. So he got to look into all the testing that we've done, like, all tests, everything that we had done privately. And he, his question was, have you done this privately? And I said, yes, and I've got many more. And he was like, from your pocket? Yes. And he was so surprised and he was really, really willing to help. And he started investigating and he has done several testing, but unfortunately everything that he has run has come back clear. I see. Oh, okay. And we got somehow back to the beginning looking into the behavioral part but he assured me all the time like we're gonna look into it but at the minute i don't have any link so at that point philip was having several strep infections that lead him to reactive arthritis that moment was when philip was wasn't able to walk anymore wasn't able to move he's a hyper he was a hyperactive i'm keep correcting myself because now it's not the case anymore so he was a hyperactive child that was all the time going up and down our house is uh, on several floors so we never knew when he was at the ground floor or, or on the, at the second he was constantly on the move and to see him not being able to go on the stairs it was a shock and i've got a video of him Go, trying to go up to bed, which was on the second floor, and trying to get himself then, and he was literally crying and yelling and couldn't put his legs down. And that was the point when I said, I can't keep my child like this. And then he's laying down in bed with his hands to like this. And everybody that was looking at him was assuming is a sensory problem coming from the autism. Like kids are all the time looking at their hands like this. Well, no, this was my son with his hands paralyzed, trying to move them somehow, feeling that incredible pain. And I took him to A&E and the doctor said, he's got reactive arthritis. Be aware that the biggest pain is happening on the ears and behind of the head. So if you're gonna see him like this, that's not because of the autism, it's because he's literally having like severe pain in his head and all over his joints. And I was like, really? Because I was started to think like, 
maybe it's just toxicity and it is what it is. But then the doctors told me is reactive arthritis. This is where the biggest pain happens is behind your head. Reactive arthritis. Okay, so face was paralyzed and then it, it this three-year-old then went on to excruciating pain, hands, That's back crazy. of the neck, legs, not able to walk, you know, this the hyperactive child going up and down the stairs. Just was already stopped. was already tried so many antibiotics, higher and higher doses. He oh, was wow. refusing to eat anything. He was drinking only from a, a new bottle, new water bottle, and I had to open it literally in front of him so I he can trust me to drink it because I was hiding the antibiotics in the foods, in the drinks, in juice, in yes. everything. We got even into that place like forcing him to take the antibiotics because we wanted him better. And if this was the way the doctors were telling me to treat him, I was really trying to do that, not to see him in pain anymore. After the antibiotic, we were having like reactions. I wasn't, I, I'm not even going to go into losing the skills that he was already mastering. I'm just going to go through the fact that he wasn't eating or, or drinking anymore. Oh, he stopped eating and drinking. Oh, my goodness. But even though he wasn't eating or drinking, his urine levels were incredible. So I was changing nappies every 10, 20 minutes. And for me, it was like, what's happening? Where are his internal parts getting all this water from? What's going on? And I, um, our neurologist was in um, holiday at that time. I couldn't get rid I, I, of anyone. Nobody was helping with anything because they didn't know what to do anymore. They couldn't, nothing was showing up on the test. So I was discussing with my husband. I said, look, with all these symptoms, everything that I've read, I read is everything is linked is linking to pants, pandas, probably Lyme. Right. And he looked at me and he said, What? And I said, This is what I'm reading. I've got just one option at this moment. If this book, if you want to go through it and read and have a good and said, No, I really trust you, do what we have to do. So that was the point when I've contacted your team and I said, I really need to see Dr. Deshaw. It's like, I'm, it's an emergency. The minute I was writing to Cheryl, Philip was paralyzed on the couch, yelling in pain. So for me, it wasn't anymore about, I need to wait for whenever she's going to be able to see us. I need to see her now because that's my only option. There's no place I know where to go now. Nothing is working. I couldn't give him any more blood tests because he couldn't take them anymore. Oh We've my had goodness, yes. Like, yes. I don't know, incredible amounts of blood withdrawal <clears throat> and they were, weren't showing anything. So I was really needing someone specialized in this area so I can see if I'm right on what I'm assuming he's having or no. I need to look somewhere else, but I was, I wasn't having any more options, basically. I remember, and, yeah, um, Alexandra, I remember. Uh, I'll mention, just a second, I'll mention yes. the doctor that we were, uh, we, we are still in contact. Uh, can I mention his name is Dr. Uh, Jared um, Scoveran. So I had discussed with him and I said, I need to go for this. And he said, go, go with whatever makes you feel confident and just go for Dr. Dashor and see what's her opinion because literally we didn't know what to do with him anymore everything that we were giving to him it was showing improvement but then another virus was coming like i don't know a cough an ear infection anything was coming and was taking everything that we were trying to build away so i was really needing to dig deep to the root root very root cause yes to try to fix it so that's when we came to you. Yes, um, I, I remember uh, we spoke on an urgent basis on on the weekend. I think, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. on the weekend. Right. Okay. So now, <clears throat> sorry. 
you, you know, obviously did not have to travel to the United States to be able to see me, um, right? All of the testing, all of the medicines were shipped to you. Um, and, you know, was, was the process smooth? Uh, you know, everything worked out well in the end, you know, you, you, you were able to actually wait, you, you were able to do testing locally as well, which was great. Yes. Um, right. Um, and because since Philip was like almost one year now, he's three, I'm already two years and a half into this. Yeah. And I have collaborated with many, many doctors. I know which laboratory can offer what testing they can offer and what's the easiest way to go to. The, when I'm talking about the easiest is the, the shortest because there are several problems with um, the customs. Yes. So everything to have something, to receive something from abroad or, abroad or send something, it's very difficult now after COVID, after recession everything that's going on globally everything is not running smoothly so we had to find a way to make sure i'm sending the tests and they get to the laboratory right in right um, um timing and i had to try to I, I wasn't feeling sure to send everything to the u.s um and I don't know, have things delayed because it's happening all the time. Like even a letter is getting after 20 yes. days a delay. Yes, yes. I've it's heard about happening. that. Yeah, I've heard about but that. But we have laboratories that are collaborating with um, the major uh, laboratories in the US. Yes. And, the process, and they are working worldwide. So it's a yes. bit easier for Europe to, to go through these laboratories than sending everything to the US. and. I don't know. Um, oh, absolutely. No, no. Bad you're experience. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know, we do have labs in Europe, you know, that we can coordinate with. Yeah, absolutely. So now, uh, after all this effort, you you received your herbal medicines, you, you received your first protocol, right? First step, like, you know, it's not one step. It's, it's, it's a few steps rolled into one, fully customized, to what Philip was was going through. So what was your experience? What improvements did you see? And if if you can please. First of all, I want to mention that the day my product arrived, we had a meeting with the neurologists, with okay. a team of neurologists looking into Philip. So we presented them the treatment and what we are planning to do. And we said, by the time we're going to do more and more research and see if, we, if we're going to get somewhere, we really need to start him on something. We've got past experience showing his progress on natural supplements and have, I don't know, reactions to allopathic treatment. And they've been very, very supportive. And that was the day, basically, when we started on the 20th of September. We started your protocol. Um, I even remember now the, the day, first one that we've introduced, the first, first product that we've introduced, I put it into the evening just to try to start it for the next day as per the protocol. And in about two hours after I gave him the first dose, Philip has finally calmed down. I want to mention that up until 20th of September, from February, Philip was not just hyperactive. You could have just get dizzy from how much movement he would have had. He, he couldn't stay down, couldn't calm himself down, not even in the front of the tablet. Even with the tablet, he was moving constantly. So the minute we started with the first product, I've been in shock because because I could have seen him like finally getting himself calm. And yeah, it was just the click point for him. Um, I don't know 
how to specify exactly what was happening. We, we kept tracking of, of everything that he was doing every single day. Even in nursery, we've got following trackers because this is how we've managed to show to the neurologist his progress on the natural treatments. So every single time we were, um, and we were doing the graphs, um, I, I can share my screen with you and show you those graphs to see exactly what was going on and go through them a bit and explain a bit for, um, for the people that are watching just to understand what was going on with Philip. So every single time we were seeing a blue spot, Philip was on the treatment and he was starting to accomplish his tasks in nursery. And those tasks were like getting into the class, putting his coat on the peg, saying bye to me, uh, participating in one activity, having his snack, uh, asking for snack and things like this. And we were tracking them every single day. And this is happening since, if I'm not wrong, May. Okay. After the MRI scan, we've got these trackers on. Okay, I see. So, uh, the minute we've introduced your protocol, if before that it was like going up and down, up and down, it has been constantly up. It's constantly up. Constantly up. Oh, wonderful. But not just up, not just up. It's like if he's got 12 tasks for a day, he's going to do at least over seven, yes, and the rest of them will be with, with help and maybe just two that he didn't do. So for us, this is incredible. But not just that, I've got notes with all the progress that he's making and I, we, can, we can go through it. But we were just realizing last night we had friends over and it's constantly happening like for three, four weeks. But not just having friends over because we had them all over these years is like having time to sit down with the friends and play cards and the kids playing on the carpet or with the toys or hide and seek. We were just literally, me and my husband, discussing and like, when did that happen? What's going on? What magic just happened with our family? And um, Philip's got an older brother that was literally suffering because he was keep waiting for his brother to grow and to speak. And he, he was always like, oh, when Philip is gonna be two, he's gonna speak and he's gonna oh. play with him. Yeah. And then Philip turned three and when Philip is gonna be four, he's gonna speak and But suddenly everything changed. Now they are spending the best time together, hiding away from me and playing pranks. And it's amazing. And we are very, very grateful for for everything i'm so glad you you know you are seeing such remarkable progress so his um, facial paralysis his legs um his strength i'll, I'll go deeper into what's changed uh, what's changing is not there so hyperactivity is zero zero I, i'm very serious when i'm saying at home hyperactivity is zero um He's a bit more hyper when he's riding the bike, if we can call it hyperactivity. But I, for me, that is like, that's natural. You're riding a bike, you're supposed to be active. That's a different thing. But other than this, hyperactivity is zero. Pain, which was our biggest problem of all, it's all gone. Oh, that's amazing. I love to hear that. Philip, uh, since February up until September, Philip had his knees swallowed and they were looking some sort of a bruise because the only way to overcome the pain in his knees were jumping on the knees to create a bigger pain than what he was feeling from the arthritis. So he was constantly jumping on his knees in nursery, at home, everywhere he was jumping. If he was walking, he was just falling on his knees and at the beginning, if we go back at the beginning of our conversation, I was saying like I was going with him from home to school and he was literally dropping on his knees yes. every one minute. It's not happening. He's going happy to the school. He's waking, he's, he's walking, he's running. 
he's happy. He's following the instructions when he's going inside. He's putting his bag onto the peg, saying bye. He's even giving me a kiss, which never happened up until now. So there is amazing progress. And the nursery are acknowledging, like, they had to fill several reports for his um, uh, one plan. And every day is like, they are filling this week the report and they are writing down. Philip is not showing like facial expressions. We are not aware of Philip's facial expressions. And then the very second day, he is laughing with everybody else or somebody's crying and he's going to comfort them. And they were like, we just filled yesterday the report that he doesn't do it. Now he's doing it. Um, last week, it was uh, the situation that they were filling the report like today and the next day. In the report, they had to fill in if Philip has got friends and if he's playing with his friends. Next day, we've got a video with Philip playing with his friends in the garden and playing, um, chasing and catching and, um, I don't know, imitating dinosaurs and all that, all by itself. So nobody was prompting him. There was no teacher telling him, Philip, go and play. He was just playing naturally. So everything that is happening now, it's happening naturally and appropriate to his age. And this is amazing. It's nothing forced. It's nothing thought. I don't know. It's amazing what's happening. So hyperactivity is gone. Pain is gone. Facial drop. It's going. He's having flares of facial drop whenever he's in contact with another virus. Oh, right. At this point, is normal. And this is the way we are acknowledging that something is going to happen. Whenever his face is dropping, we know there's something coming, which happened this week. I've seen his face drop uh, on Friday, and I said to my husband, something is coming. And then Tuesday, I couldn't take him to nursery because he was coughing very, very bad. And it was like a virus going around nurseries and schools. So my kids stayed at home because he had the virus. But as strong as the virus was, he didn't have any regression, just progress. He was a bit in pain, but the pain was not even, I don't know. He had pain, but it was like literally acceptable. I don't know if that's the right way to say like pain is acceptable, but comparing with what he was in August, there's nowhere near. Like from one to 100 in August, this one was 0 0.5, 0 0.5. It was there. I could have seen him being in pain. I could have seen him doing this to his hands, but I knew where it's, where it's coming from. Right. Right, so that, you know, uh, that is the, the hallmark of a, a good treatment that is working for your child will be that just because you go through, you know, a normal cough and cold, which many children do as, as the weather changes, um, you, will, you shouldn't be seeing regression. Now, I've, uh, you know, as, uh, as we proceed, with his treatment, you know, as, as you're aware, there are several steps. Uh, as we proceed, you will see that his immune system will get stronger and you will see that, you know, these coughs and colds and flu and what have you, even COVID. I, I have many children who have recovered because they are further along on the protocol, you know, from all of these big things in just uh, one or two days. Now that is the hallmark, you know, because we are already seeing this because well, you are started, seeing, okay. Yes, because since we started the protocol up until now, uh, my older son has a severe ear infection with blood coming on off his ears, and we took him to A&E. Philip was past it, just with a mild, mild fever. That was it. So it's not the first virus that we are going nice. through now. It's been like at least two or three in all this period since we started in September, but we didn't have any regress on anything. No he regression, right? No, and so, he's progressing amazingly. Wow. So this is in, um, you know, in two months, right? You only started in September and now it's the middle of November. 
19th of September. Okay. Yeah. So this is, you know, so this goes to show that Philip has excellent potential. Of course, he's very young and that helps as well um, because you, you've been working with him from such an early age. So that, that, that is, you know, um, a huge factor in seeing the, the kind of remarkable improvement you're seeing. Now, children of all ages on the spectrum um, are capable of gaining. I'm, I'm gonna have another podcast with uh, a, a family of a 20 year old of, uh, with autism on this. They're seeing changes, remarkable changes, which, which they never felt, you know, they thought it was hopeless now that he was 19 already. It was hopeless. So I started with him when he was 19. But yes, younger kids. That's amazing because this gives hope to all the other parents because they are always asking, oh, you see, how old is Philip? And when I'm saying three, nobody is getting so excited because they are just thinking, oh, he's getting all this improvement because he's only little. But I, I said to them, look, Dr. Deshore is treating even adults' patients and the treatment is working. So... I know that there are different problems, but you never know which is the root cause. So treating the root cause, you might heal the other symptoms. Absolutely. You are right about that. You know, um, what I found, the reason why, why we switched to the uh, herbal protocol for my son, the same thing. I mean, antibiotics, they rip up your gut. When you're trying to save a life, you know, there's paralysis, you have a kid who can't move, of course, you'll do whatever needs to be done. And that's what we did as well. But eventually, you know, there's a lot of reactivity to anesthesia. We had to go through everything, um, colonoscopy, endoscopy, you know, IVIG, all these different procedures. It was a mess. We, we learned everything. Something helped. I started mentoring but it was so rough on the child in like uh, uh, drawing 14 vials of blood. Uh, I think once, once it was 20 vials of blood, you know, and my son was not eating well, skin and bones. Um, exactly. I have forgot when I've seen I you, I have forgot to tell you that Philip hasn't gained any weight in the last year since we are on the protocol. He, he just gained one kilogram, which is huge for us. Oh, he's gaining weight? Excellent. Yes. Excellent. So, yeah, I told you, we've got so many change. I can't even, I'm going to look into here and it's not going to be enough. Because, For example, today we had so many new words and so much social activity. It's incredible. I, I can't even go to, I don't know, it's on all the plans, you know, it's not just physical, cognitive, it's everywhere speech as well so he had new words today it's not oh, just new words it's like perfect pronunciations is like, this morning he was making a puzzle a floor puzzle nobody was asking him to do that and then he put the puzzle and he said that's perfect <laughs> oh wow since when since when you're using this and you're just appraising yourself and it's amazing. His brother was crying earlier and he went to him and said, stop, don't cry. And I'm in shock because not just feeling awareness, speech. I was like, since when? And he was wiping his tear. And I was looking at my husband in, in shock. And I was like, in my head, it was like, Patrick, please carry on crying. Carry on crying. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's always like this, you know, it's amazing. It, it's incredible. We are, I don't know, grateful is not enough for what's happening to Philip now. How, so um, what does your pediatrician and your, uh, what does the neurologist have to say? Well, at the minute we are keep updating them with everything that's going on. Our, um, oh, my, uh, we've seen a pediatrician um, on Monday because we've been to Jade's pathway and we were having an assessment and um, she was looking through his medical history and through all the testing and she said, I can't assess him now 
five months ago he was in severe pain now he's a completely different child i can't give him the diagnosis now based on what and i said well you just make your own decisions and your own conclusions and she said no we're literally gonna have to follow him in one year i would take him away uh, from the Jade's pathway, but I'm just thinking maybe he's going to be left with something and maybe you want to start the process of him getting a diagnosis of autism. But to be honest, I don't think he's autistic because when you've got autism, you're not going to make this progress from one day to the other. His, his progress is not showing this. When you, and especially these regressions like losing it. No, this is an illness. Let's look more into it and see what's happening. So I, I, I went there with my mind like 98%. I was saying 95 in front of the people, but 98% it was in my head. We're going to come back with the autism diagnosis. But when I, when I heard those words from her, it was so comforting. And I realized that everything that I've battled just in the last, I don't know, eight, nine months, it wasn't for nothing. Yes, we've been through very, very hard moments. It was a lot of crying, a lot of pain. But maybe things are going to start getting changed, not just for us, for loads of other kids that are going through the same story. And maybe we can raise awareness of all the other parents to look more into the symptoms because something that might look like an autistic sensory processing issue might be linked to something else because we were i was literally thinking like i i was hoping it's not a sense of an issue and i was thinking there must be more but seeing him like this all the time not being able to understand what's going on with your hands and then realizing oh my goodness that was severe pain that was severe pain and the only way he, he could have done it was just everything he's in front of his face and just do this just to raise awareness on me like something's going on with my hands so this is my advice for all the parents just look deep in what's going on like try to change your perspective try to get yourself into the child position and what would you like to let the other people know when you're doing this gesture why would you do it because no matter how happy you are you can't hit your head on the floor for happiness yes i agree you know i i have um i have several patients in my uh in my practice that have stopped self-harming behaviors you know different kinds of self-harming behaviors uh, head banging would be one example simply because the underlying cause has been treated. You know, it wasn't a stereotypical um, autism behavior, but when you have nonverbal children in pain, experiencing tingling, numbness, you know, uh, sharp pains, um, exactly. some, many other neuropathy kind of symptoms, they don't have any other way of trying to uh, manifest that, you know what, I need help. Uh, just like Philip was saying, mama help, mama pain. And even now we can acknowledge a lot better his symptoms because he's feeling tingling into his hands and his hands are becoming numb when there's, I don't know, like a spike of pain or something, especially after a flare. And my child went and with his hands, probably it was feeling numb and just hit very hard the floor. And I was like, what was that? And he was doing like, and then I realized he must feel tingling or numbness because that's the way whenever you're not feeling your hand or whenever your head is hurting, you're going to do this to see, is it still hurting? Can I put some pressure? Can I do something on it? So yes, we are, we are becoming more and more aware of what all those gestures and reactions were actually about exactly yes wow i i remember this uh, one last thing i'll say before we close is you know i remember this with brian and he was uh, misdiagnosed right from the start i mean that's how this whole journey started right that's how bionexus started 
uh, with my son, you know, because like yourself, I, I refuse to believe that there was no help or no, you know, uh, recovery available for children on the spectrum. Lots of sensory, and I knew, you know, I'm, I'm sensory integration certified, right? And I knew that everything cannot be a sensory issue. There was something, he started getting motor tics, you know, his, his head would shake and his eyes would blink. So in the beginning, when he was young, you know, when he was two, two and a half years old, um, his, his pediatrician gave this crazy diagnosis. Oh, you know, it happens to many children. It's called as a childhood motor tic syndrome. You know, no one had a clue back in the day about pans, pandas. It was just emerging. There was some research coming out. And this is what, you know, we, we thought was, was okay, that it, it would go away. He would grow out of it, but things just kept getting worse. You know, his head would shake, his eyes would blink, um, neck was hurting him from, from all of the head shaking, poor baby. And he wasn't able to express, and he always had his hand up here. Um, anyways, so it's very important uh, to those listening, just like Alexandra has mentioned that, you know, understand if there is any pain, try to understand what the nonverbal communication techniques or strategies that your child is trying to use to get to you, to try to get you to understand that there is something else, uh, there is perhaps something else going on underneath. You know, and I use the word perhaps, but in reality, 100% of children that find me, 100% of families that come to BioNexus, um, the children on the spectrum have a lot of underlying medical issues. That is why we run all these labs. We look at precisely what is going on with each child. You know, we run genetics. You know, Alexandra mentioned, you know, uh, they ran uh, a, a lot of genetic testing as well. Yes, we do genetic testing. We do uh, a lot of, you know, multi-organ testing for toxins, infections, um, any kind of mitochondrial issues, immune system problems, along with genetics. And then this full protocol needs to be customized to the child. I mean, we have twins or even triplets that have their own protocol. So that is where, you know, you will see uh, the kind of remarkable results that Alexandra spoke about today. So I have to express a lot of gratitude to you, Alexandra. I'm really sorry, you know, if, if, if the video was, was a little bit shaky, but uh, Alexandra is kind of far away and I'm on this other side of the pond here, but, but you know, at least we were able to uh, bring this uh, inspirational, heartwarming uh, story full of strength, not only a mother's strength, but also the, the strength of a child trying to recover. So thank you so much, Alexandra, for being here. Thank today. you, Dr. for everything and for giving us the opportunity to share with everybody our story. Maybe some other parents will just realize what's going on with their kids, like going back into our... Like, I have found myself in many, many stories on your podcast. So maybe one symptom from here, one symptom from the other side, and you're just make on your own story and then you're going to find the courage to to look deeper into the root cause so um alexandra you mentioned that you have uh, certain graphs in school uh, that you wanted to share which shows that you know his his progress has just uh, skyrocketed in the last couple months since you started the herbal protocol so what i'm going to do is I'm gonna go ahead and let you share your screen one moment. Yes, I will explain you a bit how my uh, how the trackers are working, basically. We've got these trackers coming from nursery with several um, tasks that he has to complete during one day. So the, the task will be like this. Did Philip say goodbye to mommy? Did Philip hang up his bag? Did Philip sit down ready for circle time? Did he participate in circle time? Um, did he participate in an art activity? Did he request for snack? Did he wash his hands? So different, different questions that he needs to complete during one day. And 
we have started taking these trackers on the 13th of uh, May. May, right. And as you see on the left side is successful task and on the right side are unsuccessful. If you look to the graph, I'll just make it a bit bigger. Uh -huh. The graph is showing some blue spikes. Everywhere you see a blue, blue spike going from the middle up, here was Philip starting a uh, um, natural treatment. I don't know. It, he was on a different protocols from our previous doctors. So this way we have managed to see that Philip is literally making progress whenever he is on the treatment. Whenever he is not on the treatment, the orange is coming up and he is in pain and not responding to not doing any of his tasks. Now, going back to Bionexus, as I've mentioned, the date we started is the 20th of September, and I've marked it here. If we go in back to the graphs on the 20th of September, which is right here, we can see that Philip has got only blue and is going up high. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, I see that. That is fantastic. I'm so glad you shared this. Yes, yes. All right, go, Philip. <laughs> I love it. Cool. All right, so now, uh, there we go. You're back. Yes, and you know this. This is uh, this is one other thing that um, I recommend as well is keep track of progress. You know, because you will see some ups and downs because that is the nature of pans, pandas, biotoxin illness. You know, anytime there's exposure, you might see um, you might see slowing down or, you know, anytime the body wants to take a rest. Now, I mean, the body's made so much progress. Now, it's quite fair that sometimes the body might just want to take a break, you know, for like a few months. So, so don't panic if your child becomes a little bit plateaued. Remember that behind the scenes, the body is getting stronger things are being repaired and what have you. So always keep track, you know, just like Alexandra has uh, uh, shown us today, keep track of the progress. So you know that you, the amount of progress that, that your child has made for someone, you know, to have told you it's autism, just accept this for the rest of your life. Now, Philip's uh, doctors are refusing to give him the diagnosis of autism, right? Yeah, and it's exactly because of this tracking progress and all of these proofs that I'm giving them. Because it's not just me saying it. It's like, this is what he's doing. This is his pathway. So they are acknowledging that with autism, you can't have so much fluctuation, like being on a treatment and doing great, not being on a treatment and doing awful. Yes, yes, well... I am very happy for you and your family. I mean, Philip is not only uh, showing us new words every day, but he is also beginning to develop, you know, emotional understanding, empathy, socialization, eye contact, uh, interaction with family members, understanding emotions, actually, understanding when somebody is sad, when someone, that's just so amazing, so amazing. And we are very thankful for that. We really are very thankful. It's been, and um, you know, it's it's always um, a privilege to help a child achieve his or her full uh, full potential. You know, this, this this it's it's just I I end up you know not having words when I hear such uh, wonderful amazing stories like like you have um, you have shared today, and you know for some reason. Your um, internet connection now is fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm sure. I mean, your your audio was great throughout the podcast. So I'm sure you know people will uh, will be able to relate. Um, and with with your permission, Alexandra, uh, we should uh, probably keep track of Philip, you know, and uh, um, and do a follow up one. We will definitely have a follow-up, I promise. Okay, very good. I mean, that was such a fantastic podcast, wasn't it, today? Um, 
once again, you know, sorry about the video, um, but somehow towards the end, it got better, right? Anyways, you know, Alexandra will be back and um, we, we will be tracking Philip's progress, um, you know, over the months. So thank you for joining me today. It was awesome having you on board, um, you know, listening to Philip's remarkable journey, remarkable recovery in just a couple of months. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you here on the next episode of Bionexus Health Clinic Autism Uprooted. Until then, be well. Namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the Bionexus Health Clinic and Bionexus Herbals, on the Bionexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.